Welcome. To Arcade Audio. to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is your other host and my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. You would think at this point you know like our rules and like roles. Like I don't hit record. Do you hit record? So every time that like we start, well, I, it's on you. Well, I just I don't know if you ever want to just be like courteous and pull your weight around here. I gotta start it, I gotta stop it, I gotta do everything. I have no edited. wonder this podcast is so amazing. I do all the work. You want me to spit tea all over our new couch? Samantha, you couldn't, even if you were laughing while drinking out of fucking Niagara Falls, you couldn't miss your mouth. Because it's large. It is... July 25th, 2022. Welcome to the show. If you're new here... You couldn't remember what day of the week I almost was. said it was September. <laughs> uh, we have very busy, stressful lives, and to make things worse, we take time out of our busy schedule to watch random movies from a massive movie collection that's currently sitting in a closet right now, because uh, we're still trying to get situated in this new house, and we talk about it, we talk about our lives, and... Um, Make fun of each other. Because secretly, we hate each other. Not secretly. No, it's not a it's secret. Been, it's been 15 years. We can barely stand the sight of one another. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't go that far. Yeah, I'm a good looking guy. Well, no. Let's let, no. It's, it's, it's more so your personality that's so enamoring. Well, when you say it like that, I believe you. Well, that was the point. It's another week. Another uh, another list of things we've started to chip away at the new house. Alrighty. Um, currently looking at the new lamp we just put together uh, behind said couch that we record on. Um, and turn here, look at the new entryway thing. Uh, there's still box, the whole corner of our living room is just covered of shit we're supposed to decorate with. I have no idea where any of it's going to go. It'll be there for the next like three years. It's decor. It's decorating. You know, it's it's serving its purpose. Um, yeah. Once we're done recording, we will be ordering some more stuff. Ordering for us more to stuff put and up figuring out what yeah, what what great. is left for us awesome. to do in the world. But um, in the midst of all that, we took time this weekend to go back to the movies once again, and we split up because. I wanted to see a movie that was very important to me to see, but our five-year-old daughter cannot join us for that movie. What? But there was a movie that she really, really wanted to go see, 
that you were kind enough to go with her because I did not want to go see it. So well, I wasn't gonna make her go see it by herself. Like you said, well, like if she's like twelve. But we've addressed on the podcast that you're a scaredy cat and won't go see. Look, if I'm gonna shit my pants, I'm gonna do it in the privacy of my own home. Okay. I was gonna say something really mean. Um, hmm. So, tell us about your movie experience, and I'll tell you about mine. I mean, we saw Minions, which I've—I I mean, it was Minions. It was fine. Minions: Rise of Gru. Yeah, Rise of Gru. Get the name right. Cool. It was the Minions: Rise of Gru. How was it? It was fine. I didn't think we needed like a sixth Minions movie. Uh. I think it's only the second Minions movie. Well, I, I don't think we needed but it's a the sixth fifth movie, movie in, this, Minions. in this world, in the Despicable Me universe, the DMU. We didn't need another movie from there. And it did nothing to add. Well, it's a prequel. Anything. It yeah, it's a prequel. Yep. I think all the Minions movies are prequels. Sure. I think the first one as well. It was pre-Gru, and then they get to Gru. And then this one, they're with Gru, and they have to save Gru, right? Gru, Gru. Yes, that's that's accurate. What was that supposed to be? I don't know. <laughs> it was fine. It was a fine movie. It was fine. I fell asleep three times in the movie. And uh, Jillian ate all of my popcorn. So, it was Th- great. How was your movie? My movie was the number one movie. Of the weekend, number one movie in, in the world right now. Jordan Peele's Nope, his third feature-length film, uh, which we've tackled the other two of his movies on the podcast previously. Of course, Get Out being one of the rare movies. It's in our perfect 10 um, echelon category, whatever you want to consider it. And then Us, a movie that we both really, really like, but I think over time has um, started to peel away, no pun intended, in terms of its... Uh, it's favorability, um, a lot of holes, a lot of, a lot of issues. So this one um, is definitely different because it was more so in like the sci-fi like spectacle genre as opposed to like horror. Um, and there are a lot of mixed things going out about it. And I dug it. I, when it ended, I was like, okay, that was okay. That that was that was that was all right. And the more and more I thought about it, and the more and more I read about it, and and kind of pieced things together, I found myself actually really liking it quite a bit. Uh, probably more than us. Um, looks amazing. Uh, it is definitely a. You're not going to see it in theaters, but it is definitely a. Big screen, big movie. Okay. Um, and I think that I think it's it's definitely an ode to like the Spielbergian type of God damn it, motherfucker, cock sucking bitch, fucking tits. Why do you? Keep I just can't asleep? fucking stop fucking yawning. God damn it. Why you make me do it? This is exactly what people want to fucking hear. Uh, I mean, it's relatable. How is it relatable? Everybody's tired. Oh, we're talking about the movie we watched. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, which I mean, yes, it is. Uh, no, it's got a couple great performances. It it looks amazing. I dug the story and what he was going for. I think he's going for four or five different things 
It's scary. It's got three or four like incredible moments um, that you just feel like the like the fucking weight of the world on your chest as you're watching it. Um, yeah, I liked it. I give it a thorough recommendation. Um, there are some that already have not, um, but you know what? That's that their opinions, and I'm speaking, of course, about uh, Logan Paul and Tati. Uh, it's a whole conversation Tati and I have been having over text today with Logan Paul. Uh, no, he. Um, I saw a YouTube, uh, YouTube, a Yahoo uh, article. It was about him like flaming the movie on Twitter, uh, just because he didn't fucking get it, and people like taking him the task for it. Whereas cool. Tati got it, she just didn't still like it. So sure. I was like. You're on the side of Logan Paul, so this is your chance to change your opinion now. <laughs> and she's like, well, it's for different reasons, so I'm fine. I'm like, okay, go for it. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be a little bit while until we go back out into theaters. I mean, we, I do no, want to still see... it'll be a few months, I think. A few months? Probably. Well, I want to see DC League of Super Pets, because we do also have that in our movie league, and yeah. we need the points, and it's an animated superhero movie that our daughter will enjoy, so we'll see... Not this weekend, but sometime shortly. You could take her when I'm in Chicago. Sure. Because I mean, I've had nothing else to do. I mean, you know, after you're done, fin- you know, finish the rest of all this. And then, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be on for like two, three days. You should be able to do all the rest of this by yourself. I'm not going to do a single goddamn thing. <laughs> I'm going to actually pack stuff up back into boxes. <laughs> to make me. To make you mad. Um, whose turn is it to Absolutely. read the package? I don't give a fuck. Now I'm going to do that. I believe it is mine. It is yours. Can you con- you've confirmed? Face. Yes. Okay. Uh, we watched the movie that I nominated, Fantastic Four, the 2015 version. Um, allow me to read the package now. There's nothing in front of it, as you can see. Mm-hmm. Here is the back of it. No reviews. Imagine that. Hmm. The Fantastic Four make a triumphant return with Marvel's next generation of heroes. Four young outsiders who teleport to an alternate universe. That's already fucking wrong. Their physical forms altered in shocking ways. Their lives changed forever. Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic, Sue Storm, Invisible Woman, Johnny Storm, The Human Torch, and Ben Grimm, The Thing, must harness their incredible new powers and work together to save Earth from a former friend turned enemy, the infamous Doctor Doom. Mm. All right, so that's one for me. Oof, yeah. It's what twenty-one to twenty. Twenty-one to twenty. All right, we're getting, we're getting there. We're getting down to the wire here. So, we had never seen this movie before. For good reason. Because it was, well, so it's funny how recently. We've been trying to keep up with things as much as possible. Um, I, I we weren't like that younger, or it was easier. I don't know because it was easier because there wasn't so much. Well, we also didn't have a, also we didn't have a kid as and, well, and work as insane jobs. Like when but, we worked in the movie theater, it was you know. Yeah, I don't know. It was different because this came out in the summer twenty fifteen when we were um, before moving, we were pregnant when we were moving yeah. into a house. It came out in the summer, so that summer was just spent around, you know, getting everything ready to, you know, do that. Um, and then the combination of this getting basically regarded as one of the worst superhero movies ever, it just became, like, non-existent in my consciousness. To where, like, I bought it for super cheap at some Black Friday. I was like, we'll watch this eventually, you know, just, just to see mm-hmm. how bad it really was. Mm-hmm. Um, so we watched it... 
Saturday night. We watched it the same night we watched Nope and Minions. We watched that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what did you think? I think that there's a reason why the Fantastic Four have seemed to non-exist in this new Marvel Cinematic Universe that well, they created. They, they, okay, that's already a wrong point, but go ahead. It's not necessarily a wrong it's, point. They're, they're coming out with it in just a couple of years, and they are finally, hopefully, going to be doing it right. Yeah, because, like, the fourth time's the charm. Like... Ah, it is. <laughs> I uh-huh. did that on purpose. No, you didn't. Yes, I did! You're not clever. Um... <sighs> <laughs> you just get so mad. It's no matter what. When people are more clever than you. There's nothing clever about what you just did. You were saying. No. You were saying. No. You were saying. Mm-mm. You were saying. Nope. You were saying. I sure wasn't. <sighs> You're so obnoxious. What were you saying? I I wasn't saying anything because I was letting you speak. Because oh, you were going to say your three or four bland sentences and then I was going to have to then carry the rest of the podcast with actual film analysis and remembering what happened in the movie. I know what happened As opposed in to you the playing movie. your like corn jewel games or whatever you do. So, way off base and you weren't paying attention in the movie at all. You were watching stupid wrestling videos on your phone. No, I wasn't. Yes, you were. I was not. I was glued into this movie. Because no, you were not. I... Let me finish. I was glued into this movie mm-hmm. until the movie proceeded to do absolutely nothing for an hour and 40 minutes. How and long was this movie? It was an hour and 41 minutes. <laughs> yeah. This is one of the most... It's just boring. Boring. Uneventful. And it's it's meandering. all exposition. It's all exposition. And you don't learn anything. Like, never... I don't recall them giving those names to them at all no they're never said they're never said said. like they're never said their names i think it's at one point maybe he's referred to as that thing that thing or something yeah but it it wasn't like oh it's the invisible woman oh it's the human torch right like it It, wasn't it's it's all about setting them up for the future which is a common sure introductory movie superhero story but do it well do it well and do it earlier than an hour and 25 minutes into the movie and not try to force the last 10 minutes of the movie into like this entire third act and and also, I know that this is probably a variation of the comics. Like, I th- think this probably happens. But they weren't, like, friends with Doctor Doom. Like, were they? Like, was like was this premise of those four going and Sue being left behind, like, was that actually one of the storylines? No, so, so the only thing, so Fantastic Four is admittedly one of, like, my blind spots in terms of, like, another layer of superhero knowledge beyond what I've seen in the movies. Because I believe in the original, in, in the original, in the 2005 Fantastic Four. It's so weird how I, many Fantastic Fours there There's just been the, th- well, there's been four, because there's a Roger Corman one that's very famously, somehow even worse. But because it's Roger Corman. I believe all five of them go. Ah. In the original one, I, if I'm not mistaken. Um, in the actual comics, I don't know. From what I gathered, on top of this being a bad movie, it also is a bastardized version of the Fantastic Four. Because the Fantastic Four, it's all about 
them as a unit and them being like a family. And in this one, so you get Ben and Reed like grew up together. And then of course you have Sue and Johnny as like brother and sister, but they spend virtually no time together as the four of them because it, it, Sue's not even, Sue gets her powers as they like return back from wherever they go. Well, yeah, and, and Ben's not even at the school with that. I'm like, right, Ben's working a, on the Ben's stuff. A, a, a galoot. Like Ben's like, just like, you yeah, know, it's he's a, not it, a scientist. It, yeah, he's, he's brought into the the fold in the lamest, stupidest way. Possible. I couldn't do it without you. Yeah, he's just like, yeah, you could have. You done this without it. Just drunk and like, like, yeah, I need you on this mission, man. Uh, this movie is is bad. It's bad. I will say. I don't think it was as bad as it was as I was led to believe because a movie that would have been that bad I would have been able to like find some kind of enjoyment from how bad it was. This isn't one of those it's so bad it's it's fun to like experience the train wreck movies. This is like a man this is bad and I bet people's lives really suck because of it <laughs> bad. Like it it was this is a, a prime example of, you know, basically once the MCU became the MCU and all these other properties that were technically managed by other other companies because of how Marvel had to just sell shit off back in the day, mm-hmm. um, they tried to reboot and make money off of. And they hired a hot director and Josh Trank. They hired some hot actors Miles I mean, Teller was up and got coming. Got a great Michael B. Jordan. A great cast for all intents and purposes. You know, like it's 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 a great cast. It, it has the makings of something that could be good. And they just meddled. They just shit the bed. They meddled, and Josh Trank was also a crazy person. And then they had to go back and fix whatever he had done, and it was past the point. And whatever they fixed wasn't a great idea in the first place. That's how you get things like Kate Mara having totally different hair from one scene to the other. Um, and all of the weird time jumps, one year later, seven years later, the guy's arm's broken, then it's not broken. Like, what is the passage of time the here? The pacing and time. It's so strange. Like, did she just have haircuts all the time? Like, I just don't understand. So they get, so they get their powers, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, it says one year later from... Uh, from, from from when, when so like they from so, when Reed escapes right so they get their powers and then they're all like subjugated to like testing and analysis you know and Reed tries to go save Ben because he's still stuck under the rubble and no one can find him because he's just fucking rubble and um he like says I'm gonna you know yeah like uh, I'm gonna help you I'll be back and he runs off which by the way he's Stretched out like Jeffrey Giraffe's neck in every fucking possible. It's just form. gross. It's gross. It it's just gross. Bad effects. It was just awful effects. Just disgusting. The thing looks like bad stop motion. It's just awkward. And then it just has like a one year later thing, and then it goes into like a five to ten minute like CIA or like Pentagon, like some kind of government meeting with a Tim Blake Nelson's character, who's like the. I guess he's supposed to be the villainous or sure. the devious uh, other means government official. Sure. Basically breaking down which each individual character does, what's happened, what's going on. Right. Which is exactly what an audience wants it's to see exposition happen. Exposition. Yeah. 
halfway through the movie. It's exposition because, like, whatever they had planned to show right. was somehow worse than right. just that. It's tell, don't show. Like, that was the motto. And like, that's they just the worst thing us. you want to have happen in, in an a, action movie. In a superhero introductory movie. Superhero it's like, action introductory movie with with... Really cool special effects for all intents and purposes I, with like the human torch thing. Like that could have been really cool. Like the little action we did see with him like flying and hitting the planes and all that stuff, blowing shit up. Like that could have been something. It could have been. To me, all the, st- all the effects still looked bad. Oh I yeah. No, I like, I mean, it still looked terrible. I'm like, why does he look like, like that? It, it it just looked it looked like a candy apple that rushed. was on fire. <laughs> I think you can get those at Disney actually. And I couldn't believe that's how we got there because we spent like forty five fucking minutes on them just as scientists doing nothing. Like things happen in this movie in excruciatingly real time. Yeah. So there's a scene. After Miles Teller has joined, like, whatever university or what... He's plucked out of the... Okay, hold on. So let's let's talk about, like, like how action in this movie comes to be. Like, how the plot moves forward, if I can dare say... Sure, sure, sure. Sure, there were dickwad teachers. So there are kids in 2007. Miles Teller looks like he's 40 fucking years old. He's talking about how he loves Eli Manning. He's probably the same age as Eli Manning. Um, and then seven years pass and he has to pass for a high school kid and they're doing, at a science they're fair. at a science fair with literal, like people have like those three, what were those things called? Oh, like the trifolds, trifold science fair. I in can't high wait school. till we have to do that I, with Jillian. It's my least fucking favorite. I'm going to leave the house when she has to do it. I can't even be around it. Um, oh, then she's going to sing that Ada Twist song. <laughs> so she, so they're at a bad science fair. And they just get plucked out of obscurity. Well, no. They blow stuff up. Yeah. Get disqualified. And then, for some reason, this guy... For some some reason, reason, this doctor of prestigious Baxter Institute is at a high school science fair in bumfuck New York. And invites him to come to his school to learn. So... That's the setup to the movie, um, which I had the nerve of saying this isn't offensively bad yet. Um, mm. So, Miles Teller is at this university now, and you just watch him like go through the library. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just like pick out some books. Yeah. And like bring get the books and like bring them back to the table where Sue and is. And then be real awkward. And then talk about the books that he grabbed. Mm-hmm. And then she talks about pattern recognition because that's a thing. Yep. Because that's a thing. And then that's about the, that's the scene. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's not an exaggeration. That's, that's what happens. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's just utterly lifeless. And there are just stretches of dialogue mm-hmm. where nothing is happening. Like, we're not making any donuts here. Like, we are just, we are at work and we are milking the fucking clock. Right. And, and, and it's frustrating because I feel like this is a movie about these scientists discovering this way of inter what did they say like interdimensional travel right sure and they didn't really talk about any of it except for like the quantum gate it's like this movie 
has a lot of the same elemental plots as Ant-Man. And Ant-Man did it so much better, I feel. With, like, the quantum gape and, like, quantum gate. Quantum gape <laughs> is Wow, a that's a completely totally different movie. Totally different movie that I Whoa. am here for. Quantum gate, very Wyndham. Um, so, I don't know. I just feel like... I feel like they were like, oh, this this machine is going to do what it's supposed to do, but it didn't tell us anything about how it did any of it. It's just too busy being this, like, uber serious. Yeah, yeah. Like, at times it felt like a bad CW show. Yeah, it, like, wanted to be, like, the super sophisticated movie, but it was like, oh, but we don't want to say words like hypothesis or... Or like Pythagorean it, theorem and scare people. It felt like it wanted to be this like elevated superhero movie, right? But it, but it missed the mark, I think, because it didn't. It explained too much of the wrong thing. It, I think it just explained too much. Like the, yeah, like there are. But then it didn't explain three a action lot. beats in this movie because like, and they all are how bad. Is, how was Johnny's arm broken from that car accident, and then it wasn't broken? It didn't explain anything. How did you have the time no idea pass? What the time happens. Right, you don't know. He didn't have superpowers yet. It's one of the superpowers, ultra healing. That's cool, but he didn't have powers yet because they didn't go through the gate. He didn't get set on fire. That's can we get there now? Can we just skip the rest and get right to like when they get their powers? I mean, for the most part, yeah, we're already there. I mean, the only thing, the only thing we haven't covered from the uh, like pre powers is like we talked about. I have no idea how old anybody was. No, no. Because that first scene when he's like talking in the class, I like the I like the kid actors they got for the, the two. kid actor. I like, yeah, I, they were good. That first little scene was fine. It's the dickhead teacher. Um, the fucking dickhead teacher. And then of course you had to have even like the bad fan, not the fan servicey stuff, but like the catchphrase things and the the beats of the superhero movies. You have to have for like to make the crowd be like aha, are like. Arguably the worst in this movie ever. It's like, oh, it's clobbering time. Yeah, it's him getting fucking domestically abused by his brother. Yeah, like... Fun. Yeah. Cool. Why is he ever going to use that? Right, right. Like, why is he going to say that? I was excited to hear it's clobbering time, and now I, I don't ever want to hear that ever right. again. It, it, yeah, it, it just brings it to a level where it's like, oh, that's what it's from? Yeah. Like, that. that's sad. And there, are, and there are some attempts at, like, lightening it up every now and then with some, like, jokes and humor, and they all... They miss. Just completely. fall flat as fuck. And you know how hard it is to have Michael B. Jordan, like, throwing some quips out, and they're just, like, fucking farts? Yeah. Not like he's farting. That would have been funnier. Um, because I've been, like, a little flame yeah, but shot out of his butt. he's a great comedic actor. Yeah. He's a great serious actor, too. I don't know what he was doing in this, but it wasn't either of those things. Um... So yeah, so they get the their saddest powers. part of the movie for me was the utter trepidation I felt when they sent that monkey through the quantum gate because I thought the monkey was gonna die. I felt more compassion for this monkey who was monkey. freaking out, who Which, had elevated levels. So funny because he did not consent to any of that. I was m- emotional for that um, than any of these other characters. By the way, monkeys consent. Scott Van name. Uh, <laughs> I mentioned we saw this the same. It's bleach. I told you I bleached these pants by accident. It's my house pants. <laughs> Don't be doing that. I was concerned. I was trying to. I honestly was trying to put you on blast by your stained pants. So I was just wondering what happened there. 
I like their really cozy sweatpants, but I got bleach on them. Now they're what? They're my house pants. <laughs> like I mean, come on. Every, every pair like of pants. House pants. Every pair of pants is my house pants because I don't really leave the house. And I like to wear pants. House pants. House pants very with them. House uh, pants, scoff hand name. So. Hey, thanks so much for house pants. We saw this the same day. I saw Nope. And a chimp is a vital part. A, a chimp and a traumatic experience are an integral part of the movie. So me seeing like a chimp in peril, I was like, no, 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 I can't do this again, man. I've already done this twice today, not, not again. Oh, boy. So that, that was intriguing. But I, I think my favorite part of the movie, if I had the name one, which already goes to show you that this was better than Abduction, if I could, I could pinpoint one, is um, like the like the not the transformation scene. They did a a decent job at making that scene like horrific. Like when they're investigating oh, the planet, yeah, and like Doom steps on the like the, the planets, the energy source, yeah, the energy source, and you get the green everywhere. Of course, wow, it's green. I wonder who's gonna be Doctor Doom. Uh, like his death and like the, his fall. Well, he ain't going to be in Fantastic Four 2005 to 2015. 2015 to like the way like we lose him initially. Like I'm like, damn, that's pretty like yeah, hardcore but, and graphic. Yeah. And then all of their so like they're in like their little pods and you see. Yeah, but I feel like they didn't have to hit me over the head with it. But yeah, it was very gruesome. Yeah, it was it was, it was gruesome. It, it still felt like forced as to how it happened. Like. Oh, he was kind of in a pile of rocks, and oh, like he was by a flame. I don't know what happened. He was by. Oh, well, because he was trying to hold on to him, and he was like stretching his uh, arm. Okay, so yeah. And then Sue, well, I don't get how Sue got hers. She just got like because the blast hit her with the computer and the. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, like they beat you over the head with it. It was pretty graphic. Like you see, like burned up Michael B. Jordan corpse over here, not knowing. Yeah. Right. It was pretty graphic, but I felt like it was like. The dumb man's like, here's now, here's how they're gonna get their powers, kind of thing. Like, sure, no, it's I, like you know, like Spider Man gets bitten by a spider, and then you come to find out like his powers mimic that of a spider. You didn't need someone to like have rocks fall on them while they're like in this thing for oh, now he's like a rock person, like you know, it doesn't have to be that cut and dry, no. Because I don't even know in the other Fantastic Four iterations, it's nothing like that. I don't remember. It's been so long. I saw the first Fantastic Four in theaters on a whim because um, Keaton and I were just bored. And I was like, well, here are the movies that are playing in the theater. And we don't have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. What do you want to go see? Like, we'll go see Fantastic Four. I'm like, sure. <laughs> I never I never saw Silver Surfer. Uh, I just, it just wasn't my thing. Um, so then... So they have their powers, and we skip a fucking year, and then we get our dissertation as to what's been happening. And then we get, like, two back-to-back just of, like, the most bonkers, idiotic things I've ever seen. Bonkers! So, on top of Cade Mara's hair, there's no continuity to Miles Teller's shitty facial hair from a year's, like, they're literally, will cut from one scene to the other, and his stubble is totally... Totally different. Or just not even there. He he just shaves a lot. It's the same day. It's the same scene. Five it's just an edit. It's just a cut. 
The five o'clock shadow doesn't match with the time of the day. I don't know. <laughs> it's like 1.30 shadow. I don't know how it works. And then uh, he, he's what he's in some foreign country, right? Like Bolivia or something? I don't fucking know. And I'm like, I'm watching this scene. I'm just like, why? who's this ugly character I'm watching? Yeah. And it's it's Mr. Fantastic, Reed Richards, and Miles he Teller. Like, he's able to like stretch his face to disguise himself. I didn't know that was a thing. I, I, I don't think I've ever seen that before either. Again, if I'm misremembering something, correct me. But it was so fucking gross. It was really nasty. And I think it was unnecessary. And who knew he knew Spanish like that? They didn't... See, like, that's the kind of exposition I would have liked. Like, now I'm just like, oh, now they're just throwing it in there conveniently. It's not like, oh, he studied Spanish for eight and a half years over in, in, you know, Mexico City interning at the science lab. What the fuck are you talking about? That's the kind of stuff I would have liked rather. I don't want to see that. I barely want to see Miles Teller speak English in this movie. I don't want to see him speak more fucking Spanish. It's just such a disjointed movie. It's just so it, disjointed. So, so, all, so, again, so we have discussed an hour and ten minutes of the movie, and we have seen the Invisible Woman, like, be in a little energy ball maybe twice. We've seen uh, the thing over, like, the video screens do his thing. Mm-hmm. We've, same thing with... Uh, the Human Torch, like like you said, flying and hitting airplanes and stuff. And we've seen Miles Teller be a little stretchy on a table. That is it. And then the last 20 to 30 minutes of the movie, honestly, Swerve. no, there's no, no. Swerve, Victor's so, alive. So up, so up to this point, an hour and 10 minutes, my note here was, God fucking damn, this is boring and bad. But it's still not as bad as I thought. Like I was expecting, like you're generous. No, I'm talking about like like those big obnoxious moments in bad movies where it's like, how the fuck did this get past me? Like I can imagine how this movie got past people because like it's just it's just kind of nothing. It's just you know air, right? Okay. The last 20, 30 minutes of this movie. As soon as like Doom comes back, Swerve. Doom is doomed in movie. I, I know he's coming up in the MCU shortly. It, he's rumored to be the next big bad bad along with Kang from all the new uh, uh, MCU announcements that came from San Diego Comic Con. Fucking watch the Wakanda Forever trailer. It's maybe one of the best trailers I've ever fucking seen in my, oh my entire God. fucking life. Crying the whole time. Uh, but that character between this and Julian McMahon's portrayal in the first Fantastic Four. Like, they just don't get the fucking character at all. And I have no idea what his powers were. I have no idea what he can and cannot do. Because once he's, like, found and brought back, and he's this, like, what, what did he, he look like? He looked like, um, he looks like St. Patrick's Day Electro. Like, <laughs> he just looked, <laughs> looked like green Jamie Foxx. Uh, he looked ridiculous. And then he's able just to, like, Blow heads up with his mind, like, or his power, or his force. Powerful, like, like, like he's literally pre-11, walking. Pre eleven, like what? Pre eleven, eleven. Oh, I thought you said pre nine eleven. I was like, what no. are you talking about? Pre eleven. Yeah, got it. Like Stranger Things. No, I, I gotta know. Um, like him, like like bursting Tim Blake Nelson's head, making sure that he's thoroughly wasted, um, and like walking down the hallway, just like killing people left and right. And then we get to the climactic battle scene, and like he's 
punching. <laughs> it's like, I, there's nothing that drives me crazier in these movies than not having any understanding of what somebody can and cannot do. What? I think this movie was on the can't pick list. I don't believe it was. Yeah. Did I make it? I think you fucked up. Wait, flub? I think you fucked up. No. Around where Little Giants is. Around where Little Giants is. Madagascar 3 should be right around there. Kind of in the middle. You are correct. Oh, you fucked up. Means I get to pick a movie from there. I get to nominate a movie from there, too. How did I do that? I don't know. What was the other movie that we watched? Oh. Well, let me go into my... It's an imperfect system, all these cards and stuff. I know. We should really get this... Uh, We're digitizing it. Leave me alone. Digitized. It's not a priority. Sorry, I'm trying to figure out my movies. That's how... Oh, so you're actively not listening to the conversation. No, I'm listening, but I'm just, you know, preparing for this to be over because I already don't want this to be a thing. What? I, I want to be done with this already. All right, I'm, I'm trying to find what we missed here. Uh, what we missed is, this is important. This is a historic moment in the show. Oh, The Incredibles. You fucked up. You nominated it. It was you. Yeah, but then you nominated this again. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You should have remembered. How can you nominate I'm something? I'm so sorry. Wait, what was the date on that card? Yeah, uh, it was like 2016. Okay, something. exactly. You think I'm going to remember that? I had a lot going on in 2016. I had pregnancy brain. It was, no, this was after Jillian was already born. This was August of 2017. Okay, I had postpartum brain. You had a brain never. <laughs> Wait, so that means, so, fuck. That sucks. I wasted a pick, man. You put us through this for no reason. Yeah, I wasn't Look, allowed to do this. I didn't like... I mean, you have to watch Masters of the Universe. Fine. <laughs> um, I just... So anyway, so you totally distracted in the point that I was trying to make. Victor is blowing people up with his Right, mind. so so one of the biggest things that takes me out of a fucking movie is not understanding what the powers are or like what a, somebody can do. Right. And especially when you set something up that is as significant as what he was doing, which was just walking down a hallway and popping heads like fucking champagne bottles, and then he's in fisticuffs. It's just like, I, I can't... I, like I, it doesn't mesh. It yeah. doesn't... It does not make sense. It does not make sense. You go so far as to explain, oh, yes, the human torch, or Johnny is so hot and fast. And it comes from out of fucking nowhere. So, like, mm -hmm. he dies. And it wasn't like at any other point throughout the movie up until when he was found again did, like, we see him, like, getting stronger or surviving. It's just, nope, he's back. We bring him back. He's mad. And he wasn't even like he was a big villain prior. We had a couple scenes with him. Right. <laughs> Bless you. He was just like a, a, you know. Like a brooding anti-guy, you know. Sure. Then he the kills scene. the dad for no reason. Like incredibly anticlimactic. And that was too gruesome for the point of like when you have a character that's like we're emotionally supposed to be invested in as one of our. More so like. He's he's two of our protagonists' father, right? Uh, yeah, and, and he's, he's just part and he's of... just like briefly burnt to a crisp, yeah, and gets like manages to barely get out a couple words about like his Take dying message, 
It's just like, what the fuck? Like, we couldn't have done this, like, earlier to give them, like, an idea of, like, how to, like, come together as a group and, you know, resolve their differences and happen. Like, there's no... uh, It's leading up to somehow my least favorite part of the movie. But this whole stretch... It's just like, guys, we got to figure out a way to fucking end this movie. It's like, well, it's only been an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah, 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 it's great. Let's just get Let's this movie get done. This over Let's just wrap this motherfucker mm-hmm. up. So then they all are taking like one shot at a time at him. And then they're like, if we work together, we can do it. And then it's one punch and he just gets like vaporized. And it's like, okay, you fucked up. Like, if we were going to make this a series. Mm-hmm. You just fucked up your best villain with yep. this mopey little twat yep. who you just killed Doom in like five, ten minutes. And we don't have any emotional investment in the team as they are right then and now. Because we haven't seen them together. We haven't seen them learn to be... We haven't seen them do anything. No, they're, they're, they are classmates. So, I wouldn't do this shit for somebody who like... <laughs> Was sitting three rows down from me in my like AP psychology class. Like, what the fuck? Like, and then they, magically, mm. it's like, okay, well now you guys, we're gonna put you together and, and they all, give you all these resources. And then they all land in a perfectly straight line, right at the beginning of the climactic fight. Sure. Coincidentally. So that they have their mm-hmm. meeting and they're like, we'll give you the resources and what, you know whatever you have. And they're standing there looking at everything. And the final scene in the movie is one of the most ludicrous things I've ever seen in a comic book movie of all time. It is, it is offensive to any human being that has ever picked up a comic book or watched a comic book movie and like wanted it to be taken seriously. I mean, because it, it's just it, the four of them walking in and he's like, hey, guys, 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 I, we should have a name. Like, honestly, they're just shooting. They're like obnoxiously uh, lazily shooting the shit of like, I think we should have a name. And they throw out like, a human torch and the torchettes or like, big brain boy. And then like, it's like, can you believe this, Ben? Yeah, this is fantastic. It ah, seems so out of character. Ah, I have it, guys. You're ready? And then it like cuts to like, the it does title. the Avengers assemble thing. Yeah. But like, it does it like ass. Yeah. It like, it'd been better if there was a, a human ass <laughs> just on <sighs> like but like words are coming out of that ass's mouth it's saying just... all these things i was like this is one of like the shittiest movie moments i've ever fucking seen in my entire life that is the most unreal this is a movie about a man turning into a giant like rock person and that conversation was the most unrealistic thing i've ever yeah, fucking it, seen in my entire fucking life because it's so out of character this is a gruff grumpy rock man he's not gonna say it's fantastic that's not the character. Also, they're all struggling with like, like their powers, and then like that is just thrown aside in the span of five seconds. Yeah. Like, this is who we are now, guys. And it's like, yeah, okay, cool. That's who we are. We're just superhero team. It's gonna do some yeah, it, things. Yeah, I learned nothing about these people. The any of it. I didn't know. I don't know anything about it. And if it was trying to set up another movie. Did a really poor job. The gall, the nerve the they nerve had of, them. of thinking that they were going to get another movie off of this. You know how hard it is in 2015 to make a superhero movie that's bad enough to like 
like not make like eighty million dollars like this did. Like, like you know how bad. I mean, it didn't help that the director right before the movie came out tweeted to not see the movie. <laughs> like, it's just like this is not my vision. This movie was taken away from me. Don't go see it. That's what and you, then it gets like a nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Like yeah, like. I guess those things can kind of snowball and happen. But even sure. still, like fucking Morbius is the other example of this, so never mind. <laughs> that didn't do great. But even like fucking Eternals, that's only like $140, 150000000 million. Like, I don't know. We haven't seen it yet, though. Yeah, I, mean, like, it, I don't know. Ain't no way it can be any worse than this. Um, my favorite part of the movie, besides the scene I mentioned earlier, was the fact that just like the X-Men movies for 20th Century Fox, the F stayed on the screen a second and a half longer, like the X does. How dare they? I know. How dare I was going to make the joke, and I was like, oh man, it's so weird, and then I did it, and I was like, fucking son of a bitch. I felt like Leo in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, like, oh, look, they did the thing. Uh... Let's get into performances because we've already gone like 44 minutes. We haven't like broken down performances yet because performances for me are a big, another big reason is why this movie just doesn't work. I, I, you could, I could give you two MVPs if you forced me to, and we're, we're going to be forced to, but for the most part, everyone else, I'm just like the, everybody, you can tell which scenes were made first in this movie. Because I can just tell when you can see people checking out in the middle of scenes. Like, you can see them like, yeah. this is a steaming pile of shit. I need to get out of here. Yeah. I, I, I just got to get this paycheck. I just got to get get this done. Um, what do you want to start? We should start with MVP probably, right? Because it's going to be easier. Yeah, I think so. Who is your MVP of the movie? I um, have two written down. None of them. I'm sorry, I was looking at uh, the wrong Fantastic Four movie. I'm so sorry. Let me pull the cast up on the other Fantastic Four movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think, like you said, they were also apathetic in their portrayals. It's, it wasn't engaging at all. But aside from the children actors who didn't really have much to do, because they had like one yeah. scene, two scenes, um, out of like the main four... You don't have to be the main four. Oh, okay. Because uh, uh, two of mine, my two are two of the four. Oh, okay. Well, I, I think Jamie Bell did a good job. I like Jamie Bell as I well. I like Jamie Bell in it. I liked his attitude, and I liked, I liked him more, not as the thing. Right, right. I liked his portrayal of Ben Grimm. Yeah, it's kind of like I liked his Ben Grimm, but I didn't like his yeah. thing. Also, Ben Grimm is like I. I I think Ben Grimm, I think of fucking Michael Chickles, unfortunately. Right. But I normally think this does. big. And I liked him being like this kind of like smaller, but you know, like still like. Still tough. Tough. Still, yeah. But emotional. Like I like the scene where like uh, Reed, like is sending him updates of pictures of things and like he gets it at the, the, the scrapyard and he like kind of like quietly celebratory and has a little emotion on his face yeah. about it. I was like, okay, this guy's and trying. And then like, he gave like the, the pocket knife to him and was like, yeah, yeah. you know, like yeah. that friend, I liked his portrayal They, they had that. a decent like little the, rapport with each uh, other yeah. when they were so, younger and earlier. Yeah, so I he'd be one. Him. And my other one is Michael B. Jordan just basically, like his charisma will carry him alone to stand out above other people. Oh yeah. I mean, then that's absolutely what, what happened here. Um, but I honestly think that he could have done better. I mean, oh, we've absolutely. seen him do better. Absolutely. In, in you know, so many things. Um, I thought for sure it was going to be Reggie Cathy. I 
think it is Reggie Cathy. I don't think it is. I, I don't think it is. I, I would go Jamie Bell over Reggie Cathy. Well, I, I really liked Reggie Cathy. I thought he had a really... I, just like I always think he does. He's just got that, like... He was a great actor. He's a great actor. He's got that just, like, personality just, like, brings you in. You immediately, like, engage with him. We just lost him a couple years ago as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's known from The Wire and Oz and House of Cards. Uh, my problem with him is that I felt like he was pretty one note because the character needed to be. I didn't feel... Like, a lot of his, like, his conversations with Johnny, his conversations with Sue... His conversations, like, fighting for the kids was all just kind of, like, very, very standard, non-exciting stuff. Um, Whereas Jamie Bell, I thought, particularly did a very good job, both, both with what little voice acting he got to do in the mocap stuff for the thing, and also pre-transformation. He would be yeah. the one I would really go with. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I, I really liked him. Right, so um, Jamie Bell is the MVP of Fantastic Four. I mean, and what a career Jamie Bell's had. Oh, he's done a bunch of stuff. A bunch of I stuff. mean, he's Billy from Billy Elliot. Yep, and then, of course, uh, we saw him in Snowpiercer. Mm-hmm. Um, he's Tintin. He's, I mean, he's been in a ton of stuff. Yeah, he's, he's great. LVP. Everybody else. Everyone else. So I have I have three written down. Well, special shout out. This person's probably not on your list, but mm. I think just because of who it is, it should be the LVP. The brother who steals the thing's line, mm-hmm. beats him and says it's clobbering time. You know who that is? Mm. Chet Hank. It was Chet Hanks. It's Chet Hanks. It's Chet Hanks, baby. I think it should be him just for that. No. Like, like... Your blood is better no. than that. Like I, your blood he's is not, better though. than I, that. I don't care even if it's a negative award. I'm not giving Chet Hanks anything. <laughs> <laughs> he's been given enough in Squadron all. <laughs> really has. Uh, all right, so fuck you, Chet Hanks. Come at me. Miles Teller plays the smartest man in the world. Like he's Miles a, Teller. A lot. Like a, a, like, a lovesick puppy dog on the spectrum. No, it, Miles Teller is no, Miles I don't, Teller. No, I, I don't think it's Miles Teller at all. Because I think Miles, well, different. So I've seen Top Gun Maverick. So I, I see him with a little bit of this, like, edge to him now. Um, but also, if I think of him in Whiplash, sure, he is getting smacked around a lot by J.K. Simmons. But he also has this, like, vip and bigger to him, which I just don't see in this. I think he's woefully miscast. Um, he's not my pick. Well, and I also think it, it may also be, like, how the character is portrayed. Um, sure, but I, I hated the portrayal. I, I hate it. No, yeah, I hate it. I, I thought it was. But I think took it's me also, out of every scene he was in. And I think it's it's difficult to have somebody play the smartest man, not come off as on the spectrum, not come off as like arrogant asshole to the nth degree. So, so we just watched Ready Player One two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and Mark Rylance, like you can do that sort of thing. And still seem like you could potentially be uh, on that level while still being gross. Not as a superhero, and then not become. You can't be Mark Rylance as his character in Ready Player One and be Mister Fantastic the superhero at the same time. Fair point. So you like it's a fine line for this particular character because of what's asked of him. I'm not saying that wasn't. We talked about it on the Ready Player One podcast. That portrayal and the way that they handle that character. For Halloway was perfect. Yeah. Holiday was perfect. I was just you couldn't to make... translate it to this. 
It's a much yeah, different kind just... of portrayal that you have to have for someone who's the smartest man in the world and is also now a superhero. But like and leader he's of the, the smartest man form. in the world doesn't mean he has to be this like like personality damaged person. Like Right, but that's but that's what a lot of people think. A lot of people think, oh, because they're so smart, they have to they they have to have you know, miss social cues in some way or be bullied and only have the one friend and stuff like that, which that that's how a lot of these movies choose to portray their characters. So, yes, while I agree, I don't think Miles Teller did a great job in this. I wouldn't necessarily hold, you know, the vision of the character against him. But that's not that wasn't who you were gonna say. Anyway. No, no, he was on my LVP list. There are two Got others it. that are worse. Got it. Um, Toby Kebbell as Doctor Doom is just like that's not fucking Doctor Doom. He is one of the most monotonous and fucking boring villains I have ever seen, ever. And Doctor Doom is a fascinating villain in terms of his. Charisma and his aura. And his fearful. <laughs> Only thing you know about Doctor Doom. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't go on that. That's like, terrifying. From the very first scene of him like basically being this like, you know, again, nerdy computer loner who also has like a bit of like anti-authority to him as well. Like they try to set him potentially as like an anti-hero early on. To then just be like, the most paint-by-numbers big bad was really frustrating. Yeah. The answer is Kate Mara. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I'm beating around the bush. You can literally see her flatline in this movie. She has absolutely no energy whatsoever. Half of her lines are hey or hi, and they're delivered with about as much excitement as a dead mouse. She makes eye contact less than... 75% of the time in this movie, she's always looking down or looking at the computer or looking at something else. She never, like, makes eye contact. Like, you never get that connection. Like, a lot of times in movies, and I think this happened in Abduction, right? We, like, saw into their souls, right? Like, we had those... Too much. It was <laughs> yeah. too much, right? Like, we got those close-ups of their eyes. Like, I don't think I know... Ask me what color Kate Mara's eyes are. No idea. She was looking if I, if I got a good shot of her, I was analyzing her hairline. Right, right, exactly. It was awful, but yeah, she was just inauthentic. She was so. She didn't want to be there. Yeah, you and can they just had tell. No, none of them had chemistry with her. No. Like you said, like my like um, Miles Teller and Jimmy Bell had good chemistry. Michael B. Jordan has chemistry with a mop. Like yeah, it. They weren't the problem. Every she was she, the problem. Every time she interacted with anybody. It so was, they also were trying to do this, like, this love triangle thing with Doom and her and Miles Teller. And like, which is very hey. hackney because it's, it's it's barely really touched upon by him. But besides Doom's constantly being like, Sue or, you know, whatever. She is the core of the... of the. She's supposed to be. No, I'm saying she's the core of all the problems in terms of well, yeah. some of the, the, the scenes that are supposed to mean more. Because she just gives it nothing. You can just tell that she is totally checked the fuck out from the jump, from the very first time you meet her. And it's just like, oh boy. And she doesn't get better. Even when like she's trying to talk to, to Reed and like they're talking about music, it, she just feels so fucking forced. Yeah. 
and, and soulless. Absolutely. Was that, was that yours as well? Uh, yes. Okay. If you're not going to give it to Chet Hanks, then yeah. Kate Mara. Cara Mara is what I just wrote. <laughs> Cara Mara. Cara Mara. That's what a guy in Tennessee calls calamari when he goes to like Applebee's. Can I get the, Cal- I get the Kate Mara? The Cara Mara? Um. Cara Mara. Arrivederci. <laughs> There's there's no wrong answers here though. Like there besides the two people we talked about, everybody else is fucking that fucking bad. Is yeah. there any uh superhero property that you know of that you enjoy that hasn't been made in anything yet? Has not? Yes. Um No, I think they've I think everything that I've enjoyed Either came from, um, like Buffy, right? Mm-hmm. Or um, has already been made into something. Mm-hmm. What about you? You got your Dead Man. Dead Man is the big one for me. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been done on like animated stuff, but not like in a live action thing. So that's the one that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm I, sure I, it'll be done like shit, but. Well, yeah. Well, I I I do enjoy like. Um, some of the characters that are in like the DC superhero girls, mm-hmm. that's like kind of what they've done, like with like Zatara, sure, and, and stuff like that. So technically, yes, they've made something of it because my daughter's seen every episode, um, but not necessarily like you said, like live action, big screen kind of attention. Um, but I, I would like to see some of the some of these properties handled a little bit better, I think, uh, there. So what are your expectations for the next Fantastic Four iteration? So wild rumors are afoot about it because John Watts, who is the director of the Spider-Man movies, is no longer attached to the project. Cool, great start, Josh Trank. Well, but there's some crazy-ass rumors that they're trying to get Spielberg for it. And that boggles my mind as to what a MCU Spielberg movie like. I'm excited about it, but also cool. just the I was show. Also excited about Ready Player One, and look what happened there. It goes to show how important Fantastic Four is to where they're going. So, from the, the San Diego Comic Con stuff, I believe it is at the beginning stages of Phase Five. It's coming out in like November 2024. Um, the casting rumors: Krasinski was just a fan service thing, assumedly. So I believe the rumors were Jamie Dornan was going to be stepping into that role, who I liked in Belfast, but not much else. Um, oh, because you haven't seen the Fifty Shades movies. No, I won't. <laughs> uh, Amanda Seyfried as Invisible Woman is another one I'm like, uh, I don't know. Uh, Joe Keery as Human Torch gets me all kinds of excited. I think that you should just put Joe Keery and Maya, Maya Hawk together in this movie. Forget Amanda Seyfried. Put Maya Hawk in it. His brother and, and sister, done. it's perfect. We're and done. then the thing, um, they're they would let Spielberg cast, but it, the rumor's been Rogan forever, which also makes sense in terms of Rogan now working with Spielberg on his movie The Fablemans and whatnot. And then Yeah, but then you're gonna have the thing laugh at something and it's gonna be the <laughs> Whatever. Fuck, fuck <laughs> it, I don't care. And then Doctor Doom, I don't believe I, I don't believe I think Anthony Starr was the villain Blade. Um, but I know there was some kind of rumor. Um, I do also, unfortunately, know that I do believe we are going to be introduced to him sooner rather than later in 
some M- in in an MCU project. Uh, so we'll know soon enough um, where that's going. But they they, they, they got to get it right, right? Like I <laughs> eventually sure. There's I, if I trust anybody to like like create a project like look at what they did with spider-man look at what they did with um uh daredevil like things that have like they're if they're good about one thing they're, they're good at revitalizing yes they don't necessarily be good about creating new sometimes but revitalizing and fixing mistakes of the past they are good with so i, I guess that's a fair point i mean did take them three tries to get spider-man like where it is now right yeah the Tobey Maguire, then Andrew well, Garfield. The Tobey the, the, the Maguires were a huge fucking success and the main reason why we have an MCU to this day. But they fixed the transgressions that they did later on. Of, in Spider-Man 3. In Spider-Man 3 and the other two amazing Spider-Man deaths. Um, but mainly Spider-Man 3. We're going to have to rewatch it one day. It's going to be great. Oh, no. Uh, I mean, some would argue we now need to rewatch it, but we're not going down that path. The MCU is an exception. So. No, no, it doesn't have to be. We could totally do it. No, I'm all right. I'm down. Uh, Since you already nominated this movie illegally, I'm down. I'm so mad. Like, I'm I so wasted. glad. I'm I so wasted. happy. That's... So happy. I did that. Well, let's score this movie so we can see how you fuck up your <laughs> nominations now. Uh, no what, pressure. Uh, I nominated, so you score. What are you giving Fantastic Four? Look. I don't ever need to see this movie again. I didn't need to see this movie. I, I didn't need to see it. I was it. hoping you picked Masters of the Universe. I'm upset that, you know, I feel like it was wasted. I feel like these could have been, at least some of them could have been interesting, uh, interesting portrayals of these characters with this cast and stuff like that. Um, you know, I would have been interested to see how they handled that Silver Surfer. Uh but we're not going to get to see that. Um, I'm going to give this movie a... Uh, I liked it more than Abduction. I'm going to give this movie a two. A two? Yeah. I cannot get over how lacking I am in like analysis and thoughts because there's just so much of this movie that's just utterly pointless and worthless. Like, yeah. How, how do you do that? How? And then when you try to fix it, how is it worse? Like that is incredible to me. I may give it a half point for like some of the gnarly fucking deaths that I saw. I'm going to give it a point for a couple of the little sprinkled in scenes. I'm I'm going to also give it a 2. Yeah. I, I think a 2 is about I, right. I think it's I mean it's not it's not it's not the uttering. It it wasn't as bad as balls. abduction. Right. It's not like it's not bottom of the barrel, but it, it's it's close. It's close. It's, it's close. It is in the vicinity it's of close. a barrel. But it's like it's like you know how like for the Sonic movies like when they redid it, they at least got his teeth right? Like I, they didn't get the teeth right on this. That's just gonna. That is an amazing way to describe a movie. It's true. They didn't get the teeth right. They didn't get the teeth right. This is the ugly this Sonic is of superhero movies. Yeah. This is ugly Sonic for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, that is in the book. That's been all for this week's episode. Nope. You got to no. nominate. No. Well, so next. So again, we're in the process of trying to find our movies. Uh, so Silver Linings Playbook will be coming up at some point. Uh, but for now, we're just going to keep going back and forth between. 
our random movies and our nominated movies. And as long as we can stream them. Yes. Well, I mean, we could also do. Do you want to pick another can't pick movie? No, no, it's to, okay. To preempt Silver no, Linings Playbook no, for later. Okay. No. So, what are your two movies you're nominating? I think that you can stream them both. Okay. okay. I'll confirm. And I'm pretty sure that I have not nominated them yet. Okay. And I'm pretty sure you have not nominated them yet. Okay. The Spectacular Now, because, you know, I always like to have that connection. Mm-hmm. You like Miles Teller would be better in this. He and Cheyenne Shia, Shia, Woodley have, have good chemistry. They've been in a lot of movies together. They're really great friends. Mm-hmm. I feel like that'll be good. Pretty sure that, it's streaming on Pluto TV, I think I saw. That's what I see. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Voodoo. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm going to nominate Crazy Rich Asians. Just because I haven't seen it yet, I think that's a travesty. And I think that's on HBO Max. But go ahead and verify. I am verifying right go ahead now. And verify. It is on HBO Max, and that's what I'm going to pick is Crazy Rich Agents. Because I, I, I cannot deal with any more t- Miles Teller in my life right now. Why not? It's just it's been enough. He's great. <laughs> it's been a, it's He's been, awesome. It's been man. way too much. He's fantastic. And also, Crazy Rich Agents was a big ass hit that we, that we missed a couple years ago. So, uh, yeah, Crazy Rich Asians, it is. Uh, and yes, neither one had been nominated before, so you are, you are fine there. Good at work, Samantha, compared, uh, uh, compared to me. Better at everything than Chris Mullet. It's Samantha Mullet. I'm gonna edit that out. Signing for out listening. for this week's episode. No, as you fuck up the plugs. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Married Movies. We encourage you, as always, go to Arcade Audio for this podcast and the others in our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Patreon.com slash Arcade Audio for bonus content. Facebook.com slash Married Movies at Married W Movies on Twitter. Married Movies at gmail.com. Let's just think of the show for me at your host, Mall38 on Instagram for you. At Jam with your Sam. Um, my Retro Wrestling Diary hopefully will have an edition this week. Depends on if I can get this show watched. It'll be the last show of 1996, Starcade. What? End in the year with old ass Hulk Hogan versus old ass Roddy Roddy Piper. Um, hopefully I'll be able to get that, uh, watched and typed and everything this week. But if not, it'll be next week. Any final thoughts, Samantha? No, we got a lot of shit to do around this house. We do. And here we are talking for an hour and six minutes about the failed Fantastic Four movie. I think we've used our time wisely. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) It could be clobbering time and it's like... Can smack you around apparently is how what if there are other other like famous like superhero catchphrases that like came from like bad means i don't know what other catchphrases no. there are well no there's like like with great power comes great responsibility but that's not what the, the that's not what the character themselves said the only one i can think of them talking about is cyborg's booyah and I'm sure he didn't... I, he didn't trademark booty. He didn't, he didn't, like, hit a woman when he did that. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I don't know. Uh, that, that whole... That's another one we're going to need to talk about. When we do, like, the Justice League or something. Oh, no way. I'm not going to own those movies. The no, no. crazy-ass, actual, real-life actors. No, I'm good. Between Cyborg and The Flash. I'm good. No, it's, thanks. I think I'd rather talk inter- about Miles Teller. I think that would be an interesting podcast. Who's the craziest... Real life person who's portrayed a superhero. Affleck, the back tattoo. <laughs> but you know what? He just got married to Jennifer Lopez. So really, who's the crazy yeah, one? Yeah, she's not fucking him from behind. <laughs> she doesn't see it. Okay, but he's married to Jennifer Lopez. True. I think he's one. Despite his back tattoo. Fair enough.
You didn't so I sign have this... you Oh for mullet. This is mullet. Signing out for this week's episode of Buried with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our new ass couch. But the same ass dumb Samantha brain slashed the movies. <laughs> I tried to end it like three times and you kept stopping me. Cause waiting for you to say the goddamn thing. Well no, I, I did. I was trying. I did I I was just messing it up on accident purpose. Stop twiddling your thumbs, you're not Dr. Evil. What the fuck are you doing? Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.